0: Beautiful! Beautiful! Every color is powerful!
1: Every color is
0: worthy! Every color is worthy. He tried to bury us! They didn't realize we were seeds! They didn't we were seeds! They didn't realize we you were seeds! We open doors so others can walk through them! Your legacy is every life you have ever touched. I'm Stella Saliari and this is Solve the Podcast. Welcome to Solve the Podcast. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. My guest today is Merida Miller. After seven and a half years as an innovation and concept designer, Merida left the corporate world behind to follow her passion. Learning and working hands-on with people to create a ripple effect impact. Driven by human-centric design and a love for empowering solutions, Merida founded Project Fearless, a non-for-profit organization that offers after-school courses for girls and gender-fluid youth between the ages of 9 and 14. An organization that inspires bravery and leadership, with a community impact focusing on shaping and amplifying a new generation. Since its founding in 2019, Project Fearless has welcomed over 895 kids across 72 one-of-a-kind programs. In this episode, we obviously speak about Project Fearless. We speak also about the anti-perfectionist reminder, artism. We learn about the draft mode journey and created a space for Merida to relive a memory that had an impact in her life. But above all, we share joy and life together. Welcome, Merida. Welcome to Soul the Podcast. I'm very happy that you're here with us today, and I'm looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, me too. Thank you for having me. So, tell us, who are you? Tell us uh, as much as you want. We want to hear. uh, Yeah, we want to get to know you. Okay.
1: Um, Well, my name is Merida Miller. Um, I'm originally from the U.S., uh, but I now live in Amsterdam, and I've been here for yeah, almost six years. who am I? Gosh, it's that. I mean, I guess that changes all the time, doesn't it? Um, right now, I'm a cyclist. I think that's my biggest hobby at the moment, which I really love. Um, I'm the founder of Project Fearless, which I think we'll get into in a little bit. Uh, I'm a problem solver. I'm a doer. I'm somebody who learns through doing. And yeah, I'm a, a hype girl. I really love, in, uh, yeah, cheering people on. I think hype girl, I think even have hype girl in my LinkedIn profile. So let's go with that. <laughs> hype girl. <laughs>
0: I think that also makes a lot of sense. uh, If we look at Project Fearless that you have founded, and that's one of the main reasons why we're having this conversation today. And also when I, because I've been following you now for a while, so I can really see that also in the Instagram pictures, in the posts. So I can really, really see that that you are a hype girl. So yeah, you already said it. You are uh, the founder of Project Fearless. So we would love to know what is Project Fearless. So we would like to know, yeah. Why did you found it? What is it all about? Yeah. For whom is it? How yeah. does it work? What is your goal? And um, maybe just one thing that I, uh, of course, I've had a look also at your website and there were so many nice things that I read there. But something that I found while I was doing the research was um Project Fearless. Who will they become? This is about empowering and shaping a new generation. Let's create something that doesn't exist, something that mothers wish they had had when they were growing up and that fathers want for their daughters. Let's build a place where girls can step inside and shed who they think they should be and let them figure out who they are instead, where they can leave their comfort zones at the door and learn how to make, build, get messy, take risks, create impact and make new friends, where they can practice being brave, not careful and create outside the lines. Let's help our girls to become brave and brilliant women by giving them the space, time, and tools to find out who they are as girls. And when I was reading that, I was like, I needed that when I was young. (laughs) There was so much in that that I was like, Oh, I wish I would have had this and I could have done this and I could have tried that and someone would have told me this. So yeah. that's all about it.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's oh wow, it's so nice hearing it in your voice. I don't think anybody's ever read that back to me, actually. And that was like <laughs> I almost started crying. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> uh, out of pride and happiness and nice. like, uh fuck yeahness. Um so thank you for that moment, actually. That was really You're welcome. Really cool. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Project Fearless. I uh, I guess I give a little bit about my backstory is that um, I went to fashion design school, um, which is kind of a, when you hear where I am now, sort of feels like a 360. Um, went to fashion design school, immediately started working at Under Armour as an advanced concept designer for their innovation team, uh, which means I worked with like top athletes and um, solved, yeah, solved problems for humans with clothing, basically. Um, can you and an so, example? yeah, so, uh, well, um, you know, you, most of my time was researching specific athletes and specific athlete trends or, uh, types of, you know, not necessarily like a person, but like the athlete that is trail running or, um, or, you know, one of my favorite ones was working for job, doing some jock, <laughs> sorry, doing some, uh, design work for jockeys, um, making them feel like athletes, uh, snowboarders. Uh, I've did some, uh, design work for a couple movies. Um, and it was all just about learning like what, what they, what their end goal was as a athlete or, um, and what, what they were missing from their gear and what they loved about their sport and how could wow. we make their sport better? So how could we make their experience better essentially? So, um I wasn't necessarily a fashion designer in the sense of what you think of as you know ready to wear or yeah the the runway but I was really a, a yeah human human designer I guess like a human experience designer while wearing clothing so went down to like the hand feel of the fabric the weight of the fabric where the seam hit what pocket was important and if I'm doing a backflip on my snowboard. I need to make sure that what's in my pocket isn't like jangling around. Uh, but I also need a pocket that's not going to fog up my goggles or crack my goggles or, wow, Um, you know, I really like fly fishing and I love my fly fishing bibs. How can I wear fly fishing bibs while snowboarding? Like that kind of stuff. So just really working with people uh, at their level, which I love. And then Taking into consideration my like technical background of, of building garments, um, and knowing how seams work together and different fabrics are going to, yeah, share one body together. Um, so that's what I did for seven and a half years. And I think, uh, my innovation side of me will never leave. I think I'm always been a tinkerer. Like I'm always somebody who needs to, uh, if you tell me a problem, uh, I'm not going to sit and like, think about it too much. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to go and like immediately jump into, let's start playing with this. You know, what if we put these two things together? What happens? I really learn through doing, um, and that, uh, well, that's, yeah, part of my stories. That's sort of my background. Um, but in 2018, I had just hit a wall and really needed, needed out of this corporate world and this sort of like the space that I didn't feel I was making an impact Um, and impact for me has always been incredibly important. So when I was growing up in high school, I used to teach people with disabilities how to ski and snowboard. And I love that. I love the in-person. I loved the the excitement, the empowerment of that. I love getting people to do something through sport and finding a new access to life. And So I really did some deep diving of my own of how do I okay how do I create a space like that you know like I'm unhappy I know that if I am happy I will do good right I'm I'm one of those people who's I mean my mission statement is life is help others and be happy so like I figured if I'm doing that I can't be too selfish right and so I I guess yeah 2018 all these things were kind of coming together this deep dive of my personal values um, this realization that. I needed to get out of Under Armour and where was that going to go? And then also I was going to a ton of events for women and, you know, where there's a lean in circle or, you know, networking or things like that. And I kept hearing, on one hand, I was excited. There was so much happening for women in Amsterdam and so much happening for uh, supporting each other. You know, TEDx Amsterdam, women was having like a really big, good, great time. And so I felt there was so much, so many role models, but for women. And I just thought, well, like, wait a second. How come we weren't, how did we start this early on? Like, why wasn't that from a young space? And I thought back to my years when I was, you know, a young girl and I was like, well, I was terrified of girls. Girls were really mean to me and mean to each other. And so how, like, why did that start and how did that prevent us from really finding and empowering ourselves and uh, becoming the person that we'd want to be earlier on? So, yeah, that became my new mission statement was imagine if we could start if we could talk to girls and we started again and then well we're starting again. So Project Fearless was founded in September. Well, I founded it in June 2019 after I quit my job in the early stages of 2019 and our first program started in t- September 2019. And Project Fearless is after school programs one of a kind that create a space for girls and non-binary youth. So we say anybody who can identify with the girl experience between the ages of nine and 14. And our goal is building resilience, building confidence, breaking stereotypes, helping each other out of our comfort zones, and just creating these core memories of, of support and teamwork. And a place to be yourself. I think like, I know you can't see it from behind me, but I actually have a sign written by one of our kids, like half the letters are backwards and it says be yourself. Yes. Um, yes.
0: I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, that's at the core of what I wanted to create a space, a space where you could just be yourself and see how, how people loved you for that. Right. Like how, how important it was to be yourself because it's scary to be yourself out there. And so we do all sorts of things. We have three kind of pillars of themes that we work within. So we have the makerspace, which is all about that tinkering, right? It's about that like building, breaking, trying things. Uh, our most famous class is called artivism, which is actually climate science, activism, and art smushed together. Uh, so helping kids find their voice that's unique to them. And then we have, uh, but we could also do coding, mechanic workshops, things that have to do with the uh, physical using your hands. Uh, Then we have the Mind and Movement Lab, so that is uh, anything to us, you know, moving your body, right? And it's it's. Let's see, we started with skateboarding; that was our first one. Then we have bouldering, uh, kickboxing, soccer, slash football, run club, all sorts of things. And that goal is more just moving your body and feeling the confidence and pride that comes from yeah yourself, right? So it's at the end of these, it's not like we're having a dance recital or a kickboxing contest. Uh, It's all just about yeah, that self-confidence that comes from just moving. Um, and what does that feel like? And doing something because you like it, not necessarily because you're top grades at it. And and then the third pillar is our community and leadership. And that's where we have programs such as entrepreneurship. We also have a mentor program for teens, 15 and up. We've done uh, human-centric design, which is really cool. Uh, and that's, again, like building community with pro- within Project Fearless, but also the community that you can impact outside of Project Fearless. And how can you use your voice and your values to create an impact? So, yeah, we do a lot. <laughs> we've made a music video before. We've uh, had an entrepreneurship class of which actually the Duchess of Sussex, Meghan Markle, came in as a guest coach. We've um, made a short skate film. Uh, yeah, we've done quite a lot in the last three years. And yeah, I'm very proud of it. So it's a,
0: it's a blast. It's really, yes, really cool. Absolutely. It sounds incredible thanks and th- like so you said this for um girls and non-binary youth between nine and 14 mm-hmm. and when they sign up it takes like how long does does the uh, project Fearless course last or yeah, yeah, um, and who is eligible to it yeah how do people find out about it um yeah. yeah
1: yeah so we run four seasons a year so we follow the Dutch school system and basically every every four every eight weeks, there is a small break uh like a you know spring break or fall break yeah. so we run between those so we run for 8 weeks um every course is 8 weeks one afternoon so during a season let's say spring we may have 10 programs running all in the same week but typically a kid signs up for one program so wow, well, um, you have 10 programs running sometimes sometimes we have 11 11 or 12 yeah so like 190 kids at one at one one season, um, incredible. And then
0: they choose, let's say, if they want to be in the uh, leadership and communication, yeah, or the the, yeah. the the movement one, or the the arts, yeah, uh, artivism, Artypism. yeah.
1: Yeah. So what typically what we typically see is that kids join in their comfort zone. So they join a class that's already in their comfort zone. Because mm-hmm. to be honest, going to Project Fearless is already a step out of your comfort zone. We encourage you not to sign up for, with friends. It's mm. not associated to any school or community. So it's already a bit scary. So we notice that kids join in their comfort zone. So let's say you're somebody who feels quite comfortable moving your body. You probably will join a a movement-based course. But what we love is at the end of those eight weeks, you've come to Project Fearless. You felt safe. You know what the community is about here. That next time you're like, well, you know what? I'm going to go try the science class. Even if like at school, you're not a in quotes yeah. good
0: at A science geek, like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah or whoever
1: yeah. like but you're like i actually just really like science and it's not getting graded it's just for fun it's mm. just curiosity
0: yeah
1: i'm gonna go do that and yeah. so what we love is when they join around the different circles as far as uh yeah well we operate in amsterdam centrum that includes south uh by uh, yeah how it happens uh, super centrum North, like very on the central near central station, and then we also operate in New West. And for those who don't know, oh yeah, that's West, where I live. Yeah, cool. So New West for people are <laughs> used who to you. Yeah. Okay, yeah, right. <laughs> we are not in Greece. Um, people uh, who are who are from Amsterdam, New West is a huge neighborhood. Yeah, like it's still Amsterdam, yeah. but it's a huge. It's. Basically, the size of Amsterdam Central, let's call it, and out there we're predominantly working with the large, um, like a, a large uh, Islamic community of girls uh, and families, which is really fun. Uh, and we do football and kickboxing, and we're just starting skateboarding out there this week, which I'm stoked about. And so, as far as who can join, I mean, anyone. Like we, we aren't. Uh, we really believe in the power of bringing different peoples, different backgrounds, different voices together. So we uh people sign up on our website uh for every season right so so you don't if you sign up for a season of skateboarding you're not automatically enrolled next season and we do that because we want to make sure that others have opportunities of course courses yes. to go quite fast but also that you kind of oh sorry you didn't get in you should probably go try bouldering you know and uh but we always have a scholarship We have half scholarship, full scholarship, pay what you can, and the more partners and sponsors we receive, the more courses we can offer for free. So,
0: okay, so some are paid, some okay, mm -hmm. depending on your situation. Also, that yeah, depending on your situation.
1: So, for instance, all of our programs out in New West are sponsored by Nike Made to Play, so all of those programs are free for uh New West the New West community. Whereas in Centrum, I think we're about like half of our programs are sponsored. Always looking for more, of course, but what we do, though, is the programs that aren't sponsored where kids need to pay, we actually charge at def- a deficit. So Project Philistice actually loses money, <laughs> uh, but we're a nonprofit. So our goal is to break even and we really wanted to make it accessible. So even at that number that's been already reduced, we still always offer the scholarship and half scholarship options for people.
0: Nice. Nice. And. Kids hear uh, about Project Fearless, let's say, from the school or from a friend or yeah, I, from the community, uh, like the municipality. At or At
1: this point, like, I, I, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm going to go ahead and toot my own horn. At this point, we are a household name amongst people who have yeah, a child yeah. in that age group. So and even people who don't have children in that age group. Um, like me, I have yeah, kids, I, but not in the age
0: yeah, group. And I'm always. Yeah. So
1: I'm always surprised. I'm, you know, last week I was on a bike ride in a big group, and I was talking to somebody, and they're like, "Oh, what do you do?" And I was like, "Oh, you know, blah blah." Like, "Oh yeah, I know about Project Realists." Nice. Like, How you're a banker, <laughs> like a, a, a four year old man banker, like who doesn't have kids, like um. So, uh, it's cool, but yeah. So we are a household name, but also, you know, I will say uh, we don't align ourselves with any one school, but schools know about us, so they mm-hmm. do recommend us. Uh, kids is the biggest thing. I mean, the kids talk, parents talk, kids talk. We do have connections with social workers as well, who, you know, can get their kids in, um, you know, if a social worker is mentoring a kid, they can sign them up for our programs, local uh, therapist office and psychologist ac- offices. But for instance, like this, uh, this spring, we had a couple kids from Ukraine join, join us and actually mid season. So normally we don't do that, but for this, of course, we're going to make a, an example, uh, an
0: example. exception,
1: an exception. That's yeah. Thank you. And I was asking the mom, I was like, how did you find out about us? Like you've, you've just relocated here. How did you find out about us? And she was like, Oh, the school actually said, if you want her, if she needs a community and friends fast, this is the place to go. Wow. Um, Which was a pretty powerful Yeah. Yeah. It felt really good to have that. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. And one of the things that uh, you have been doing is anonymous notes of support. So tell us about that project.
1: I love it. I love it. Um, It actually started like, yeah, it's grown quite big. Uh, It just started as like a fun little activity that we did one day uh, where at the beginning of class we were uh, we asked everybody to take a little post-it note and scribble or write or draw something that they would uh, want in their back pocket, you know, like a little note of like cheering or support. Then they put them in the group and then I scrambled them up. And then at the end of the day, as they're walking out the class, I would like hand them out randomly. And it was just so cool. Like the girls and the kids loved it. They just, they were, then it was like, Oh, who got mine? You know, they were so excited to kind of like have this gift that they gave out into the world. And so, we, uh, we realized like how, how much they loved it and how much those who received them love it too. You know, they, some, some people still have them, right. You know, I, I keep them in my mirror or, you know, our coaches keep them in their wallets. And, um, and it was just this idea that, you know, it's hard being out there. It's hard being yourself. It's every, you know, we don't have great days every day. And how do you remember that you're not alone and and that you still have somebody behind you? Um, and that we all say it in different ways, right. You know, because, uh, everybody's support is different and everybody receives and gives support support differently. So we started photographing them, um, cause some of them are really funny, usually spelled backwards and wrong, which for my little dyslexic heart makes everything better. Um, sometimes they have drawings and uh, so we started photographing them, when we ended up making a book, uh, that we currently sell, like and the proceeds of course go to Project Fearless, but that's yeah. a book just full of these handwritten little reminders that yeah, we got you, you know, and uh and actually in the book there are post-it notes come in the back of the book so that people can write their own anonymous notes of support and hand them out and just um leave them places. Uh it's just a yeah it's a fun little fun little thing we do.
0: Wonderful beautiful and something also that I that I saw on the website and I didn't want to because there was another quote that I liked it out that I, I say, no, I will give this a topic okay. on its own. <laughs> okay. And that's the word perfection and this whole idea of perfection. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know this is also a big thing uh, in Project Fearless. So what comes to your mind when you hear the word perfection mm-hmm. and how does it relate to Project Fearless?
1: Yeah, perfection. Oh. Uh, what's funny about the word perfection is that like, I wouldn't consider myself a perfectionist. I'm somebody who likes to do stuff to the nth level and I like to get it done, but I don't do it definitely in a perfect way. Like my, you know, I'm scribbled, I'm scrappy, I'm uh, all this stuff. But I think perfectionism, um, to me is, this, is the kind of this ideal that we have to uphold, uh, whether it be our bodies, whether it be our grades, whether it be our social status, whether it be just how good we are at drawing. And it's this, and, you know, there's studies that have shown that actually girls, you know, by the time they get to their early teens, their fear of failure increases by 150%. This like idea that they have to be per- perfect, mm-hmm. otherwise it's a fail. It's just mm-hmm. astronomical. And, you know, studies have also shown how that holds us back, right? If we're, if we're constantly thinking, oh, it's not good enough, or I'm not I'm not the best. So I might as well not try. We exactly. lose out on so much, you know? And so I really wanted to create a place where it's, we say playful, not perfect. Um, it's all about the journey. It's all about the fact that all of us are on different journeys, right? So, and we can celebrate each of that too. So it's not just like, you know, I think it's, it's always hard because we're always comparing ourselves to others. Like that's a natural human thing that we do, but I, especially young girls when the world is always telling us that we're not enough. It's this idea that we can, well, we can break that thinking. we can break those ruminating thoughts that come through of, oh, I just fell, everybody's thinking about me. I shouldn't even try it again, blah blah blah, 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 I should give up and kind of rewrite that script to like, yeah, okay, I fell, I'm gonna get back up and try again, or I fell, I'm gonna take a break, come back tomorrow. um and just this idea that we can stop that. We can still, like kind of put a we even actually do a, another exercise where we literally draw what is our like, what is our anti-perfectionist reminder, you know? So anytime we catch ourselves in one of these spirals, what is the thing that's like pops into our head? So like, I have this very neon stop sign. Like I have a very clear image. It's like raining outside. It's like an old motel neon sign. It just says like, stop, stop, stop kind of flickering. I'm actually looking at one right now from one of the girls and it's like a donut (laughs) and it's like melting. And it just says like, who cares? You got this. So we do a lot of exercises around that and ruminating thoughts. And and also um, that everything is in draft mode. We talk about that a lot. So especially in our entrepreneurship class of like, we're always in draft mode. We are always, you can always rewrite. You can always scribble that out, rearrange, things like that. Nothing has to be perfect. And every time, yeah, okay, you have a big pitch, right? So you want it to be really good. But even if you fumble or fail, you're going to learn every step of the way and it's going to get better and better. So it it also has that innovation mindset of that fail early, fail often kind of thing of like, make that part of your growth journey, make the, the fails just as fun as the successes, And then you're also rewriting what is failure as you go.
0: I like that you have these draft mode that you have to also these expressions, you know, these, these keywords. I like the anti-perfectionist reminder. I think this is incredible. I will... Uh, <laughs> yeah adopted your- myself yeah yes this is so cool yeah even i mean the neon sign that you were describing for me is like yucky it's even <laughs> ugly you know like to me and then i'm thinking this even th- then you really want to stop you know oh my god i don't want to see that sign yeah. yes oh, it's, like just this image that you described for me makes yeah. like okay okay stop stop, stop. <laughs> yeah exactly like it's, yeah, really it's- like a, yeah okay nice so and how 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 long are actually uh, the weekly classes
1: two hours Two hours. Okay. So perfect. yeah. So like, for instance, if you're skateboarding with us, we do a check-in for like 20 minutes, then we go skate for an hour. And then we have about like 45 minutes, well, 10 minutes of snacks. <laughs> snacks are very important. Of Project course. I say, I'm, I always say I'm the founder, director and chief snack operator <laughs> at Project Fearless. Um, and then we have like 30 minutes of a, a creative activity or a little journaling exercise or a conversation piece or something like that around whatever the topic of the day, whether it's you know breaking perfectionism, fear of failure, resilience, redefining confidence. Um, yeah, so that, that helps. We sort of started at the beginning and then we skate and then we kind of re examine yeah. And that Animation,
0: happens,
1: yeah, yeah, and that happens in every class. So whether you're skateboarding or in bouldering or in art and science or entrepreneurship, there's still kind of like a, a method to the madness.
0: Yeah. And of course, I want to know, what does it mean to you and in general to be fearless? Yeah. Like, um, why did you choose that word? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Fearless. I mean, well, for, from practicality standpoints, it sounds good in both English and in Dutch, right? So Dutch people, the, to say fearless uh, speaking it in English, if you, even if you're Dutch, it sounds good. Like it's not some very it's well, it's one not offensive, which is a point important when you're thinking of branding something in not the mother tongue of the country you're working in. You want to make sure that it's going to sound good. It's going to roll off the tongue. Well, I chose the term project because I wanted it to be this idea that, yeah, it's it's a project. We're we're never ending. We're kind of just working on it. You know, it's what you said happen.
0: actually, what you described yeah. just yeah, now. Exactly. Yeah, Exactly. Like, totally. Yeah.
1: To get to fearless is going to be a long journey. So like let's let's just make it a fun project. Um and then fearless, of course, you know, is is synonymous with the, I think the especially like you know, the fearless girl statue in Wall Street. Like there's a lot of the the young female empowerment movement has a lot of words with fearless. So I thought it, it fit what we were working on. Um, but also the idea that fearlessness means so much to so many different people, right? If I ask you what it means, it's going to be different than what for me. And if I ask a nine-year-old versus a 15-year-old, it's going to be different. And I, I really like that. I like the idea of, yeah, of different people bringing their own identity and their own definition to the conversation and to the community. Um, Cause some of the kids, they come in and they're like, you know, fearless to me is jumping off the biggest ramp, yeah. you know, and it's like, fearless to me is, Speaking up in class. And some people go, fearless to me is just showing up. And that is all you need. So yeah, that's why I chose those words. Uh, but then to me, being fearless is just being true to yourself. So being unapologetically yourself, authentically yourself, and letting yourself be you and 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 really just enjoy that because it's so fucking special. <laughs> <laughs> like it's so stressful. and so difficult and so
0: difficult so hard so it's project we're always working of on all it, the right? stuff that is happening to you and around you and yeah yeah, yeah. nice yeah I also see in Instagram like what you're saying you ask people what does fearless mean to you and you have these different definitions and different yeah. people saying different things absolutely yeah. yes and how can we support project fearless like what kind yeah. of possibilities exist and also actually how do you operate like do you have only volunteers? Do you have part-time staff? Um, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So, great question. I'll I'll kind of go into like the, you know, I guess maybe like the finances or how we're how we currently are supported. Um, so, as I mentioned, as a nonprofit, our goal is to break even every year. Um last year we were in the red and that's like very common uh for nonprofits. Uh we're not in the red this year which I'm very proud of so whoop, whoop. I mean I guess um, also covid played
0: a role, right? All covid good. played
1: a role, covid, yeah. played a role, COVID yeah. played all for sure. Yeah. And we're still young. I mean that's yeah. the thing. Like, very
0: young. <laughs> yeah. I mean you said 2019 September yeah. you started really like <laughs> yeah. uh, operating.
1: We yeah. had 30 30 girls September 2019 yeah. So yeah. And I have to remind myself that too, because we just hit 895 girls. And so actually it's more now that we started winter programs, but um, yeah, we're quite young. So, uh, but we're, we're fearless and furious. So we've, we've moved quite quick. Um, The way we're supported is through uh, private donations, public donations. So, you know, anybody from either a company or a a personal, you know, a mom or dad or Mm. A, a cousin, anybody uh, could, could sub- sub- do a private donation. And then also we have we apply for grants. So uh, grants help us as well, because they can help us launch new projects. Like I said, our partnerships are very important to us. So whether people want to sponsor an event or a course or a year of courses, um, there's different ways that we work together with our partners. And we, we vet our partners too. So we don't just take anybody. Uh, we have a partnership manifesto of which we hold true and make sure that our partners are working on things both internally and externally towards our values. And then we, like I said, so then for the courses that aren't sponsored or paid, we do ask a a small fee. And that's how we kind of keep everything afloat. We currently don't get any uh, government support, although we are on the status. So uh, for those in the Netherlands, that's like the highest level of nonprofit uh, credentials you can receive. Uh, So it means that at least 90% or more of what we work on goes towards the comm- bettering the community um and we're you know regulated by that um so that's very cool because it also means that big grants and donations come in tax deductible for uh, both project fearless and whoever donates yeah And yeah, I mean, donations, big or small, I think that's what people don't, you know, they're like, oh, we have 10 euros. I'm like, 10 euros covers Mm -hmm. snacks. Like Mm -hmm. snacks are crucial to Project Tearless. Like ask the kids, but you could also, you know, for 500 euros, sponsor a kid to go through one of our programs. Or uh, if you have a company, you know, we have a lot of, we're being contacted by a lot of uh, ERGs, which are employee resource groups within larger companies, right? So I won't give an example, but like Women At, for instance, name the company. Uh, they get a certain budget, and they can either hire me to come in and give a workshop, or they can do an event with us. Uh, and so there's many ways that you can kind of be involved from a monetary standpoint, from a uh, human standpoint, and a time standpoint, which is equally as important. So um, we just hired our first. Well, I became I was always full time, but full time paid um, in 2021, and uh, wow. this yeah, um, and then this summer. Uh, hired our first part-time person and then she just came on full-time at the beginning of November which
0: Fantastic. I have to say
1: is like my proudest moment to date like yeah. I just it still blows my mind that I pay for somebody yeah. or like what yeah. we've created like yeah and no.
0: so quickly
1: yeah yeah exactly it's yeah so so super stoked because she has made my life and therefore Project Fearless's life um, just exponentially uh better <laughs> more yeah. balanced but I also have behind the scenes an incredible team of volunteers you so have a
0: lot what I saw on the a website lot of volunteers and, and from that's even... all kinds of countries and backgrounds yeah, and I was yeah, like yeah fantastic
1: yeah it's so cool it's so cool so we have our ops team which is like what you saw on the website so operations to copywriters to creative director to motion video um social media so all those people who help behind the scenes make project fails as yeah, badass on, uh, on social media and our website as it is in the actual course. And then of course we have our coaches and our coaches, our head coaches are paid. Uh, we're trying to get it to, so our assistant coaches can start to be paid. Um, so I think that was one of the more difficult things about running a nonprofit is, uh, well, especially in the early stages, we're all volunteers, uh, as I, as I was for quite a while. Um, and, uh, but also, I mean, women are typically the first people to volunteer, right? Women are the typically to do unpaid work, not only at home, but outside of the home first. And so that's a real struggle I had when I was, yeah, you know, I want to pay the people who are working for us because they are incredible. Like they're, I think the best, (laughs) the best out there. And, and I'm so grateful for their time. And I know they don't do it for the money. Right. But at the end of the day, I, you want to pay people for what they can do and and uh, support them just as they supported you. But as far as, yeah, going back to like what can people do to support us is, well, of course, donate or even just talk about us, you know, and talk about us to your companies um, because, um, especially this time of year, com- well, I don't know when you're going to release the podcast, but, ter- you know, during. Yeah, the, uh, uh, this the- time
0: of the year. So yeah, perfect. Great. In <laughs> two weeks, I think. Yeah. Oh,
1: perfect. Well, this time of the year, companies are looking like how can they give back, you know, and, you know, maybe it's like buying a bunch of books for your office or like just don't sponsoring a girl together or um, uh, there's many things you can do. Uh, but then there's also the actual in-person stuff. So, you know, we're always looking for cool coaches. So our coaches are those who identify with the female experience who, you know, we don't say that you have to be an expert. You have to be an enthusiast. So for instance, if you really love running, but you happen to be in finance, like, great, that's who we want on our run club team. Um, Because we want to show kids that there are other paths and that you can, again, like, you can be a DJ and a yoga instructor. Yes, and we are. I
0: always say we are many things. We are multiplicities. Exactly, exactly.
1: Absolutely. And that's what makes us amazing. And so we're always looking for these type of role models for our kids. So there's coaching opportunities. We also, of course, have behind the scenes roles or part of the ops team. So maybe if you're like, oh, I can't give or I can't pull away from work for two hours a week for eight weeks, which is, is a big commitment, but I can give you two flexi hours a week and mm-hmm. I'm really good at finance work. Let's talk, you know? So yeah, yeah. Um, our website always has open roles. We're currently looking for, so that paid part-time role is a coach's coordinator role. And so that we are uh, looking for a new coaches coordinator or or let's say a paid additional one for the new year and all of that is on our website. But then as far as like you know sorry I'm just gonna keep blabbing for a second but if you um you know a lot of times people are like, well I'm just a small person in a big company like how can I get my company involved involved reach out to me like we've at this point we've we've done it enough that we have different ways that we can mm. propose we can work together, you know um, Sometimes it's just a matter of just getting on that first call. Uh, and my little brain starts, well, my big brain, but my my brain starts like spinning around and thinking like, oh, you know what we could do? And I see that you have these type of, you know, people at your company it would be great to have a conversation about this or a panel talk or a workshop or, uh, yeah, we've done all sorts of things. So so we're quite uh, innovative when it comes to how to work
0: together. Yeah, I think you got that from your previous job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like. definitely. Totally. Since you had to go into the pocket detail of the <laughs> yeah. snowboarder, yeah, and, uh, if yeah, so it makes <laughs> a lot of sense that you have these uh, the skill sets.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. I I'm, I'm very. Uh, I think sometimes we come out of meetings, and so my operation coordinator manager Sarah, who is the other, you know, my other part time teammate or my full time now teammate, she's like, "Did you just think of that on the spot and propose <laughs> that to them?" And I was like, "Yep," <laughs> and they they said it was great. So let's go. She was like, "Yes." How are we going to do that? i was like, I'm not sure, but we'll figure it out. So, um, yeah, we're uh, I'm a build the plane as we fly kind of girl, and uh, we're having fun.
0: Nice. And Merida, what is a memory that you cannot forget and that had an impact on you <sighs> and your life? Yeah, uh, I gotta say this question really
1: like stalled me for a second when mm. I saw it and the list. And um, it's a good one. It's a really good question, and I have so many memories. I mean. I am looking at a picture of myself when I was little in my little red boots and thinking about the time I had to leave my red boots behind. And so that was, but that's like that's more of a visual memory and less of a like, I don't know. Obviously it impacted me because I'm thinking about it. But um yeah, the one that I kept thinking of um so uh in 2025. Nope, we're not there yet. 2015. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's been a long week. It's Monday. Um <laughs> Uh, so uh, maybe it was 2015. I'm not sure. Anyways, I was married quite young. So I married when I was 25, I believe, or 24, and it was a bad relationship. It was an abusive relationship, um, emotionally and, and verbal, and started borderline physical. And going through the divorce was was really tough um, because I hadn't told anybody. I hadn't told anybody about the abuse. So when I finally said like I I need out," uh, people were kind of confused, you know, and And anyways, all of this, it was just, all of it was hard, right? So very hard. And I was, um, uh, I was at the barn. So I used to ride horses and that's barn, B-A-R-N, not bar. Everybody always hears bar. Um, Yes. (laughs) Which is fair. This story would also work at a bar actually. So we can pretend whatever you want to visualize. And at the barn and uh, I was to I used to compete horses and my coach was there. And my coach was currently dying of cancer. And like, we knew it was terminal. It was only a matter of time. And, uh, but he was just this amazing guy. Like he just had the best attitude on life. He was so supportive and so funny and just, wow, he's the salt of the earth. Like really? Uh, that's the only word I have for it. And it's funny because yeah, salt of the earth type of person. And his name was Javier. And he asked me and he said, so when's your next competition? And I just, Burst in tears. I was because I was so um, stressed about life that I couldn't even think about competing. And then I was crying because I'm crying over this trivial thing compared to him, who's like battling for his life and his family. And I'm just like, uh, you know, stumbling and crying. And I was like, and I, don't, you know, I I don't know. Life's really hard right now. And 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 I said, and I'm sorry that I'm crying because fuck, Kavi, like you're going through some shit. And he, and he. Took a second and he just put his hand on my leg and he said, because I was I was on the horse. Uh, and he just said, You're going through some shit. He was like, and I'm going through some shit. And everybody, the what the what everybody is going through individually is the most important thing to them at this time. And that's okay. And it's important to recognize that. And it's mm. important to not, well, obviously, compare our grief or compare mm-hmm. how shitty our situations are. Mm-hmm but it's important to recognize that we can each be having this really horrible thing right now. And, and that's okay. And it was just this like release of like, I, you know, we can, we can coexist in this really horrible moment of each other with, you know, separately, but together and, and not have to hide that. Right. I think, you know, I think for me, I was really wanting to hide a million reasons, but I also didn't want, gosh, he's going through such a hard time. Like how my little moment in life is so trivial compared to that. And I don't want him to think that I'm not considering him or, you know, all this ruminating thoughts that I tend to do. And um, yeah, so that was just like a really great moment. And and it reminds me a lot, especially when I work with the kids in our programs, because when you're a young teen, you know, your whole world, everybody's whole world, it's so important. And it's like, and what may seem like, especially as adults, we look back and we're like, oh, friend problems. Yeah, whatever. And it's like, mm. no, that is that child's whole life right now. That is their whole life. Their friends are everything. And the fact that that friend isn't talking to them, that is crushing. And let's remember that. Like, let's remember these moments. And it doesn't, you don't have to compare. Oh, well, if you know, that's bad. Listen to this. Like, no, no, no. Yeah. We can both be in the shit. Yeah. Yeah and let's make space for that. Yeah, so that was my my moment and shout out to Javier because he was a great,
0: great human. Thank you for sharing yeah. and for contextualizing it.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thanks for letting me share. And thank you for bringing it up because I, uh, yeah.
0: I think it's really, you said so many things there that, that they're really, really strong and important because sometimes we invalidate what we feel because we say, oh, but others have it harder. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you for, for sharing. This This is really, uh, yeah.
1: Thanks for, thanks for the qu- great question for bringing it up because, yeah, it's like, it, and I just like thinking of Javier. He was just such a great yeah. guy.
0: Yeah, he was the yeah. best.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And do you have a book that you would like to share with us that you feel like everybody should read it?
1: Yes. I talk about this book so much, which is ironic, as <laughs> <because> it's called. <laughs> quiet the power of introverts in a world that can't stop talking and i can't stop talking about this book (laughs) so every presentation i give um whether i'm talking to parents or uh coaches or in it i I give a lot of talks in like large companies you know i was like amazon last week and this book it's amazing. It's, it's uh, whether you are an introvert or an extrovert or somebody in between, you will connect to this book somehow. Um, And it's just about making space and it's about empathizing and making space. So either you will feel seen or you will realize how you haven't been making space for somebody else and how important Mm -hmm. it is. And I love it. I love it for, like I said, I felt seen in a couple aspects of like, oh, I'm an extrovert, but I really need my alone time. But then I also recognized as a leader to my own team, how am I making sure that uh, I'm not just hiring those who 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 look like me or talk like me or are able to shoot out 50 emojis as fast as I can. And 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 then also in our programs, right? So how are we making sure that when we say uh, encourage kids to speak up, we're not just meaning with your voice. Right, because not everybody feels yeah. comfortable standing up and speaking up. So, yeah. what little activities are we doing that allows for the kids to to write things, or to whisper things, or to use their body, um, and just giving them the power of that? So, yeah, this book is for for leaders, managers, parents, coaches, humans. It's
0: it's awesome. Thank you. I like also how you always connect things with the work. Oh yeah, and with it, well, yourself and with your own journey. It goes also it, into the whole project yeah, fearless, yeah exactly, exactly. The draft mode draft mode so constantly it's, it's really nice yes there's a a nice red thread throughout yeah, yeah
1: it's, it's a it's a blessing and a curse i'll tell you that because on one hand project fearless is literally me turned inside out which means a lot of times it can also be really hard to turn off um mm. which sometimes i do need to you know it's, not, it's important yeah. to turn off yeah. right yeah totally. um but i i just feel like the luckiest person in the world that this is what i do so uh, yeah, <laughs> that's why I talk about it so much, and I'm grateful anybody wants to talk about it.
0: Nice, yes, <laughs> I can feel it, like the energy, and that's nice. <laughs> so, who has been your salt? Who inspired you? You've already already mentioned some somebody Which and hobby, yeah, the, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, this is also good. Like, there's so many people, right? Um, like, I, I think I just feel about like the team who helped make Merida you know, like, and all these people and all these little moments and all these little things that I look at them as role models for and how they all created one big role monster, you know, like this, like, sort of like weird Frankenstein creature of all these little pieces. Um, So I have a couple, Uh, Michael Zuckerman, he was the guy who uh, led and, and founded the Wintergreen Adaptive Snow Sports, which is uh where I've learned how to teach those with disabilities husky and snowboard. And he was just larger than life, such a goof, didn't t- take take didn't g- didn't take things too seriously. Um but we had fun and we and we did good work. We did really good work. Um he also was really into costumes, which I love. So we we had a lot of costume parties on snow which was great. Uh Emily Pillaton, she uh founded girls garage in um in Berkeley, California, and that's a really cool like girls empowerment, you know, power tools and woodworking space. Anybody who's ever spoken up about their mental health? Uh mm-hmm. that's just like yeah. so good and somebody I try to really emulate um because I've struggled with depression since I was 18. Um and so anybody who feels comfortable speaking about it and normalizing it. Uh so I actually really try to do
0: that a lot too. Um Yeah, I had two two podcasts on that. Yeah. Yeah. Recently. Yes.
1: Really. It's really important. Soraya. So she's a, she's on my, she's my board chair. Uh, and she's just, she's one of those people who I, I yeah, she does stuff. And I'm like, damn, I wish I could do that. Meaning like, and I could, but it's just the, she takes the next step. You know, when you think about somebody, you're like, I should really reach out, but then you don't because like life happens and whatever. Soraya reaches out. And so today she just left me a po- a podcast, not a podcast. She left me a voice memo and she was being super vulnerable and super supportive and super just like authentic and sharing. And it was just, I was just grateful. I felt like I was, I got to listen to it, you know, while I was eating lunch and I you know, it was like like three minute little voice recording and I'm just grateful for that. And that really inspires me to do more. I need to do that. I need to leave people more voice memos of just letting them know how, how great they are to me, how much they mean to me. So yeah.
0: So going back to the anonymous notes.
1: Yeah, almost. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: Wow. I like helpful? that you mentioned some people, like yeah. really by name and yeah. thanking them here. Yes. And to whom would you like to pass the salt? Like yeah. um, and what do you want to say to them, him, her?
1: Yeah, that's a tough one. Um there's a couple kids in my programs right now who are really struggling. They're in their like early tweens and they're just you know, they're, they're struggling with their mental health, their identity, their, their support, their humans, their, their purpose. And I know it's so hard for them to see themselves. Right. And I I feel like, I just wish I could show them what, what I see and the future I see for them. And I, and what I know is coming like the, the greatness, of course there will be falls, but there will also be some greatness that is coming for them. And I just wish I could show them that, um, and tell them that. And I do tell them, but I want them, I hope they believe me, um, that if they just keep being themselves, they, the world is going to love them. Um, and the world is hard and scary, but they always will have a space in this world, um, and a, and a, and a purpose, uh, that will be valued. And yeah, I, I want them to know that. So that's who I want to pass this all to. A couple of, a couple of these these key key kids in my in my programs were having a hard time of it right now. so grateful for them.
0: Thank you. What is your question to me? Yes.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Well who is the most fearless role model in your life and what makes them fearless?
0: There are many, yeah, <laughs> but to me, it's people who who are who speak up. Who speak out, who are not scared, who really fight for causes that are important to me, fight injustice, fight um oppression, marginalization, exploitation, racism, sexism, people who go into the streets with their bodies, with their minds, with 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 their mouths, you know, who, who are free, free, free with like what you were saying, who who are free with their bodies, free with their minds, free free with their speech. Um, And as you said, of course, before, not everybody likes to speak, you know. That's why I mentioned also our bodies or our postures or whatever it is that we do, you know. And and you said it at the beginning, you have this course, um, artivism. Mm -hmm. And I uh, always say activism for me is the highest point of art because mm-hmm. activism is not just going in i mean just and break—it's going into the street and protesting activism allows you to become so creative it can be so many different things yeah. you know yeah 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 and it's th- there are just these endless possibilities so yeah this is what, what fearless means to me and and for me it's also to be fierce but also loving at the same time
1: yes ooh yes
0: so Love that. Love yeah.
1: that. to be fierce but also loving at the same time that's really good yeah mm, I agree I agree I think oh uh, yeah I love that because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I feel like I'm fierce but also loving <laughs> um, but, uh, you know I think that's uh we talked yes. about it early on is the like that we are so many facets and yes. how we, we can mold and shift and sometimes yes. we're gonna have a hard edge and sometimes we'll have a soft edge and.
0: And these are my people, you know, you are real. Like you come with, yeah, this is who I am, you know, like boom. Boom. Yeah. Literally like, Hey, here I am. (laughs) We're going to take it or leave it. I hope you take it. um, Kind of thing.
1: Absolutely. Oh, cool. Well, thanks for, thanks for sharing that one. Do you have any particular person in mind? Is there somebody who you think is like fierce and loving?
0: I have many people in my mind. Um, Like if I go, if we go, um, more into let's say famous people Mm um i love maya angelou Mm. because um she has been actually exactly what we just said she has Mm -hmm. been or she was so many things Mm -hmm. from a cable car conductor to a mother to um somebody who lived in different countries spoke many languages somebody who has been had a really, really tough life. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, someone who taught at universities, who was a writer, a journalist, so, yeah. like all these things, you know, yes. and this is just, yes, you know, so this is one person. Um, another person is uh, Audre Lorde. Um, she's, mm-hmm. um, she was um, a black uh, feminist, lesbian warrior uh, civil rights activist. She died uh, in the '90s from breast cancer, way too young. And um, also, her writings are just incredible. I, I mean, check her out if you don't know. Yeah, her. She's,
1: I got uh, to. You're gonna have to send email me their name because I won't be able. I won't be able to write yes, it down. But yes, uh,
0: yes. I love she's, that. Uh, she's another person that, um, yeah, that is for me incredible, incredible. And then so many friends of mine that I have. I have. Met, I mean, I love people. That's one of the reasons why I'm doing the podcast. I love their stories and um, and I, I love to get to know people. You know, I don't like small talk. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I hate it actually. Yeah, same. Oh, same. <laughs> like in my previous job, if I had to go to these networking events, I was like, oh, I need oh, to no. connect. You know, I love yeah. to have proper conversations with people, same. you know. So same. I have so many amazing friends that um, have such wonderful stories and and there's so much yeah they're they're also my uh my role models let's say but they're are yeah. many so I don't want to mention and then I forget no, yeah. somebody or, yeah exactly you know, and I do make it They feel
1: left out I, I feel that I was also yeah. worried about naming some names but I think everybody I, I'm I'm also a big uh lover and supporter so I hope they everybody knows that I the entire project realist team not just Soraya but <laughs> That was just something today
0: that happened. So, uh, yes, yes. No, it was an example of, uh, yeah, exactly. of what she said. And yeah. it also actually, because you also mirrored yourself through her. Right. right. Something yeah. that you also feel, you said it, right? I would love also to have this. Yeah. And that also goes again into your whole thing the draft mode that maybe draft you will have it. Draft like she will I'll... be your teacher, you know? Exactly. Exactly. But also, it, it also shows, I think, because you said it earlier, that um, girls. Uh, were mean to you or there was this competition and maybe by giving also Soraya as an example, because I think there's, there, there was, a, there were more reasons to this also that yes, collaboration. I cannot be everything, you know, and I cannot be perfect. Like what you yeah. said. So we are a team, we collaborate, she has yeah. this and I have that and we yes. complement each other. And that's yeah. how we make project fearless grow and become better. And Absolutely. so on and so forth.
1: Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I always tell new people on our team, I'm like, I don't have all the answers. So if you have a better way of doing this, by all means,
0: please speak up. Yeah, And that's also very important to teach and to learn this, you know, you don't have to do it alone. You don't have to have all these qualifications or skills, which is impossible. That's why we (laughs) (laughs) coexist. Exactly. That's why we collaborate and work together. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for this. This was really
0: fun. Really fun. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And actually, I always honor somebody at the end of of the podcast. And today, um, I want to honor uh, people like you who, yeah, who who really say, okay, I have enough of this corporate world. I'm stepping out. I have a project in my mind, and I'm going to go for it. Like, who have the courage to do that, you know, And, and you have a vision, you have a dream. And you say, I will now start creating and not creating in this capitalist way of producing, producing, but really creating because also what you have created to me is art. It's also activism. So again, it's this combination, you know, of, yeah. yeah. And this is, this is wonderful. So we need more, uh, more of this. And we also need the state to do more of this because sometimes I feel like everything goes on to the volunteers, because as you said, you would like to pay people. I mean, we live in a monetary world. How do we live through payments? Yep. So sometimes the state, not sometimes, very often, relies mm-hmm. on an organization like yep. yours on yep. the volunteers yep. to do all the job. While they invest in other things, so yep. I'm going to put that also here. Oh, I appreciate that. I just I was actually just uh,
1: at a panel talk last Friday, and the audience was the committee of Amsterdam, and they were like, "Well, what can we do?" And it was like, "Pay the people who are doing the work." Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. pay the people yeah. who are boots on the ground. Yeah. Stop inviting us to unpaid panels. Yeah. Stop asking us to come to a conversation for free when I yeah. know that you have so many full-time staff and I'm scrambling on the ground. Like invest in the people who do the work. Yes. Um yeah. So I appreciate you, you, you highlighting that too. Thank you. Yes,
0: yes. Thanks. And also, that's how I want to end. I want to, of course, thank you for the time that you took to speak to us. But I also want to tell my listeners, Merida said it. You can donate to Project Fearless. <laughs> yes. You can volunteer yeah. even two flexible hours a week or a month. Mm-hmm. You can talk about Project Fearless at your kids' schools, at your companies, with your neighbors, with your friends, with your colleagues, on your social media. Um, you can buy our book. many things. Buy the book, anonymous mm-hmm. notes. Yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah, so I'm going to leave it here. That. Thank you. <laughs> you got all the messages that Thank we <laughs> spread today. <laughs> Thanks. and i want to thank you for this wonderful conversation and the nice energy that you brought into this conversation
1: absolutely no this is lovely i'm actually uh, i'm not trying to sleep tonight because i'm now i'm like yeah i'll jazz again i want to go to work so um, thank you for this <laughs> <laughs> thank you for this and your energy and your great questions and yeah letting me memory yeah bring up some good some good core memories that was really nice i really appreciated that so
0: thank wonderful you. you're welcome So, yeah, thank you, everybody, for listening. So, cheers. Something that is loved is never lost. I'm Stella Saliari, and this is Solve the Podcast.